0: Hi everyone, Um, this is something a little bit different to usual. Today I'm going to be introducing you to our newest teacher, Tom. Um, And yeah, just so that you can get to know him a little bit. Uh, This is a little bit different to the usual videos that we share on YouTube. So I'd love to hear what you think. If you've got any feedback or comments, just put them in the comments below. And any questions for Tom, you can contact him on the Intrepid English website. Uh, So Tom, do you want to introduce yourself to the students?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Tom. I'm 25. I'm relatively new to Edinburgh. I actually grew up near Birmingham in England in a little village called Sedgley. That's in the West Midlands area. I studied history at my local university and then went and did a master's in Sheffield. Which is in the north of England. I've moved around quite a lot since then. I've lived in four cities in the UK. Um, I also lived in Germany and most recently in Ireland. So I've been around uh, quite a few places and done quite a few jobs. And uh, now I'm now I'm teaching English and living in the wonderful city of Edinburgh.
0: Yeah, isn't that strange? So when when we met, um, I I thought to myself, we are both from a similar place in the West Midlands. Um, we've both travelled a fair bit, lived in different countries, one of which is Germany. And uh, now we're in Edinburgh. And now we meet. That, that's interesting, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, that's the way well, it works. I there think. is
1: a reason you hired me. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> exactly. Your history knowledge. <laughs> so would you like to tell them a little bit about, about your history uh, and your, your love of history?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I do love languages and I really enjoy teaching English. But I'd say my other passion is history. I'm a massive history geek. Um, Apart from studying history at university, I've also worked in history quite a bit. i worked as a researcher on a book. Uh, I've also been a writer for a few different articles that went online and went into magazines as well. Um, And I also used to do lectures and that kind of thing, talks in pubs um, and different places around Birmingham. Lots of stuff on local history. Uh, Probably my favorite thing that has happened Uh, to do with history is when my research was used for the most recent the recent series of Peaky Blinders on TV um, which I recommend as a TV show (laughs) certainly because it is a great TV show and also to help learn some of the local accents that exist in the UK
0: yeah great TV show I'm a massive fan yeah that's awesome that's a really good uh, claim to fame there
1: We all, um, we all have our 15 minutes of both Yes, do. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, so tell me about your experience of living in different countries and teaching English so far.
1: Yeah, great question. So apart from the UK, I've lived in two other countries. I've lived in Germany um, and I've lived in Ireland. So I moved to Germany in July? Yeah, July of 2018. And I moved to a place called Bavaria, which is... One of my favourite places in the world. It's in the south of Germany. Um, You can see the Alps, the big mountains there. So it's beautiful, has great weather, great culture. The people are lovely. Great. And I was working as a camp (laughs) counsellor there. Um, So I was working on an English language camp right in the south, teaching children from about the age of seven up to the age of 15. I think it was probably the most stressful job that I've ever had. But I really enjoyed it. Um, and it kind of got me hooked on teaching English. I found that I, I actually really liked it, which is the reason that I'm sitting here. You're smiling. Have you been to Bavaria?
0: I have. Yes. Uh, I was a great fan of the the people and the landscapes, but um, I really loved the beer.
1: Oh, that absolutely. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> One of the main draws. Yes. Yeah. It goes
1: without saying. Yeah. Where a- were you?
0: Uh, just along the, the Rhine, where the Rhine meets the the River Mosul, is it? Uh, there's um, some beautiful vineyards down there where they mm. where they grow Riesling grapes, um, or they, they make Riesling wine. So yeah, it was a lovely, lovely area of the world. Really green.
1: A oh, bit absolutely. like Ireland.
0: Ireland is very green as well, isn't it? It's,
1: it's so green. Um, it really earns its reputation. And I was in Limerick, which is on the west coast which is not famed for its great weather. You're on the Atlantic coast, it rains incredibly heavy. There were months where I forgot you could take a Rain Mac off. Um, but yeah, it's, in, it's an incredibly green country. You, I was surprised at how different it was considering it's so close to the UK. I think the, the shade, the hue of green is different. It's just a little bit deeper. But it means that you're never bored on a bus or a train going in between the cities because I moved around a few of the cities while I was there.
0: So maybe Edinburgh doesn't feel quite so rainy then, if you compare it to Ireland.
1: <laughs> no, it really doesn't. This is a surprise <laughs> to a lot of my friends who live locally in Edinburgh, and they always complain about the weather. They think it's cold and it's grey and it's wet, but they 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 don't know how good they have it. I got here and I thought, oh my God, this is excellent it's so bright (laughs) it's so dry Um, it's all context isn't it
0: yes definitely and tell me about your your experience of edinburgh so far so you you've recently moved here and uh, you you took your girlfriend around on a little tour how is edinburgh doing now uh, now that certain businesses are opening up again after lockdown
1: yeah things are things are beginning to get back to to normal or the new normal that's what we always hear Um, But some of the restaurants are open and some of the big visitor attractions are open again. So that's nice. Um, I have visited Scotland quite a few times before. I actually did my English language qualification, my CELTA in Scotland uh, in January. So I've kind of seen a lot of the things already. So I don't feel too bad that there's a lockdown at the moment.
0: So one thing that you've got in common with a few intrepid English teachers is that you speak a few languages, which is actually quite rare for a native British person. Um, So yeah, tell us a little bit about those languages and your learning experience.
1: Yeah, I I think the most important skill that a language teacher can have is to be able to speak other languages Because languages, this is my professional opinion, are really weird. (laughs) They're so strange and they do strange things all the time. So it really helps to have gone through that process yourself. So yeah, perhaps to say that I speak a lot of languages is a little bit of an overstatement, Uh, but I certainly speak English very well. Um, I speak reasonably good German as well. I've been learning German for about four or five years. Um, and I lived there for six months. And I I began learning Spanish during lockdown and I'm getting okay in that. I can sort of have a conversation now. Um, four is the amount that I'd like. Like oh, English, okay. German, Spanish, and then something a little bit more out there, a little bit more obscure, maybe Russian or Turkish or something Ooh,
0: like that. Oh, interesting.
1: Yeah, I, um... but I, I really like it as a hobby.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah. Oh, definitely. And it, I'm sure it informs your your teaching as well, um, yeah. at, at the very least, just because you can empathise with the frustrations and the successes that your students are going through as well. So is that right? Yeah.
1: Absolutely. So there are times in language learning where you can ask a question, ask, oh, why is this? How does this work? And a teacher can respond are oh, here is the rules or mm-hmm. here are the ways you practice this or this is how this works and sometimes they turn around and say it doesn't make sense <laughs> this is just how it is I'm sorry <laughs> yeah. um so yeah understanding where that line is um is, is really important I think for empathizing with students um and I think it also gives me a much more in-depth knowledge of English. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can see where English has taken things from German, from French, from Spanish, from Latin. You can see where there are similarities, where there are differences. Very often when I work with German or Spanish speakers, especially, I can now go, ah, I know why you make that mistake. Yes, yes. It makes so much sense.
0: Mm-hmm. The idea
1: in Spanish, for example, of I have this age.
0: Mm-hmm
1: instead of, I am this age,
0: yeah. as a simple yeah. example, Definitely. it makes it so
1: obvious, it makes it much easier to help, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you're one of these these strange British people that don't just speak English as well, aren't you?
0: Yes, I actually started um, to study Mandarin for a little while, um, because I, I picked up German whilst living there, which of course is a very different experience to learning it from a textbook or podcasts or YouTube videos. Um, so I was... Quite interested in, like you say, trying something that was a bit out there. So I started to to, to learn Mandarin, and I love it as a language, and I'm fascinated by the culture. Um, but for me, the tones were quite difficult to to pick up. That's very different to to English. Yeah. We have a melody in our sentences, but um, in in Mandarin, they have. About five tones so you can very easily make a mistake when speaking and it's if you don't understand one word in a sentence it can completely change your view of what you think is being said so yeah I decided I think that uh, I'm gonna have to go and visit China at some point and
1: (laughs) We'll just have to have a holiday. (laughs) Oh no.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So you studied your CELTA in Scotland. Mm -hmm. Tell us about your experience of learning to teach English, because it's quite enlightening, isn't it, as a native speaker?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I'd, I'd worked in education for quite a long time. I'd been working in education whilst I was at uni and since then as well but a lot of that had been public speaking um, and that kind of thing in schools. So learning how to be a teacher in a classroom or a virtual classroom was very, very different. Mm. Learning how to help facilitate speech and conversation as opposed to standing at the front and just giving information was a little bit difficult at the start, Um, but eventually I got my head around it and I really enjoy that style of teaching now. I think Doing the CELTA made me appreciate teaching in a much greater and much deeper way. But yet, yeah, the grammar was also very enlightening because <laughs> I thought German grammar was difficult. And then I realized I had to learn the grammar in my own language.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and it makes a lot of sense. I think the English is a beautiful and versatile language, but with that does come some complexity. Mm. and learning all of that in my CELTA was was fascinating yeah Mm -hmm. there were definitely a few months of kind of of headaches and really focused thought as I interpreted everything that I said I would say something and think oh (laughs) interesting that I used the present perfect there
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah this still goes on in my mind when I watch oh, the yeah, TV. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, I'm I'm watching it, and I, and you know, whoever I'm I'm sitting watching the TV with, uh, you know, the thing. What are you thinking? You know, <laughs> just like it's really interesting. They use the past participle there, or the second conditional, which yes. shows that they don't really believe. That it's very likely, you know. And
1: it's yeah, kind of like it's a it's a, a blessing call. and a curse. <laughs> yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I do find it very interesting. Um, mm. For me, the, the 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 only drawback of um, learning to to teach English at the beginning was that I kept accidentally correcting my friends.
1: <laughs> this was <laughs> exactly I what I was about to just say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I That's get really nice. I by my friends so much for this now. <laughs> because it became a habit especially if i've been working a lot at the time and mm. they'll say something and i'll go oh that was the um that was the wrong conjugation there or mm. oh you uh, you need the past participle for the mm. for the perfect tenses yeah <laughs> and they look at me and go i don't know what any of those words yeah are. <laughs> I think, exactly. maybe, no, that was obvious yeah
0: <laughs> yeah but it's it's kind of like si- as with my friends who who speak English as a native language you know then it's kind of like oh sorry you know I've been teaching all day I have to turn it off you know uh because quite often we say things which are we acknowledge are incorrect but yeah. that's just the way that we say them in in conversation in Britain um but some of my friends who speak English as a second language I I I would go to correct them and then go no sorry uh, don't be self-conscious You know? <laughs> speak freely with me i'm sorry yeah. <laughs> i'm not normally like this <laughs> uh, that took a little while to, to turn it off at the end of the day uh, so i always like to ask the new teachers um, at the end of the normally it's a podcast uh, in- interview or chat that we do um, but today obviously it's a video so um, I always like to ask the teachers to tell me what they, what advice they would like to give to English language learners who may be watching. Um, Is there anything in particular that you have found really useful as a language learner or something that you find is a
1: key piece of advice to give your students in English? 100% and it is make mistakes. Yes. Like make mistakes, spell things wrong, make a fool of yourself in a conversation, and that is absolutely fine. Mm -hmm. If you are writing or speaking or doing anything with a language and you aren't making any mistakes, then you aren't pushing yourself. Mm -hmm. You aren't trying, you're just using the same language over and over and over again. So you need to constantly step out of your comfort zone and make these mistakes, make those errors, be open to hearing criticism and working on those, that is the only way you will grow Absolutely. and I know that it's quite nerve-wracking to speak in front of native speakers, mm-hmm. I always say if somebody laughs at you for trying to speak or write in a language that isn't your own, it's not your native language, they are the problem,
0: yeah, it says they more about them than you. They yeah. are the
1: problem, definitely.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, you don't want them as friends. hmm
0: mm-hmm. Unless you say
1: something genuinely funny. There are some exceptions. <laughs> I've, I've heard, you know when people say things and it is accidentally rude or something? Yes, yeah. They're great. Oh,
0: I've done that in German, yeah.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I think I know exactly the mistake you're
0: referring to. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, so thank you for joining us today Tom, it's been a real pleasure to get to know you and ask you a few questions on behalf of the students um, and if they have anything else to ask you, any questions or even to say how much they love Peaky Blinders for example, then they can just contact you on the Intrepid English website.
1: Absolutely and I look forward to hearing from all of you, um, any questions just let me know. Excellent. Thank you very much for having me today. Oh, my